Mix in the Dark. Hey, what's up? It's Mai Yang from Mix in the Dark. I am still in California for one more week, and although it has been relaxing so far, I am pretty homesick, so I actually just can't wait to go home. I honestly just want to be able to sleep in my own bed and wake up whenever I want. Well, this story that I'm about to tell you is from Minnesota. Whatever this thing is, I truly hope it does not hear me narrating this story. This is why I am up at 7 a.m. recording with the sun out, birds chirping, and people waking up. Also, I know that this author really took time to make sure that she provided all the details for me so that I can share her story fully with you. So I thank you so much for taking time to do that. I know telling your own personal story is hard and sometimes scary, especially when you don't want to open up already healed wounds. Finally, it's all superstition, but don't lay down or fall asleep to this story. Please enjoy. My parents divorced in 2013 when I was only 12 years old. Ever since their divorce, I have lived in and out of my aunt and uncle's home. They practically raised me. I will sometimes call their home my home and my mom's house her house. This story is about my aunt's home, downstairs in the basement to be exact. To give a little more of the background of the time frame, I was a middle schooler around the time. Growing up as kids, my aunt's house always had an eerie feeling to it, but it never stopped my sister and I from going over to my aunt's house. To give you more background to my encounter, here are three stories of encounters that happened in the house. Encounter 1. Shelley My aunt's house is a three-story home. When my parents divorced, my cousin Shelly moved from sleeping upstairs to the basement. My other cousin and his wife took over her room. Shelly is your typical high school student who ditches school and goes out late and comes home late. A few months before I moved into the house, Shelly told me she had a dream about two tigers. The two tigers were chasing her. She woke up to her alarm and shrugged it off since she needed to get ready for school. While she was getting ready and doing her hair in the basement where her room was located, she saw a black figure staring at her from behind. She froze and turned around quickly to look. There was nothing there. She tried to calm herself as her heart was beating out of her chest. She turned back around slowly to do her hair. This time, the black figure stood in front of her. Shelly screamed and fell to the ground and started crying. Shelly covered her face and scooted to a corner. She trembled and cried. After a minute of crying and trying to calm herself, she quickly ran upstairs to the main floor where all the bedrooms were. She knocked on the door of her brother's room. His wife opened the door tired and Shelly told her everything. Her brother's wife reassured her that everything was okay and that they will go talk to her mom together. After talking to her mom, her mom dismissed it saying, that's what happens when you keep going out late and coming home late. Encounter 2. My sister. After Shelly's encounter, I moved in and also slept downstairs in the basement. I slept alone in the basement as Shelly had already moved out and gotten married. 
My uncle divided the basement with wall dividers so that there were basically three small rooms. I slept in one open space next to the divider that had the staircase going upstairs. My bed faced the staircase from the side. I was placed far enough so that anyone who peeked downstairs would not be able to see me sleeping. It was now August of 2014. My mom and aunt's first cousin had a wedding, so we all went to help. My mom, siblings, and I left the wedding first because we had been there since 7 a.m. supporting the family in cleaning, cooking, and whatever they may need help with. We were exhausted. Plus, the bride and groom have not even arrived yet. In Hmong cultural marriages, the bride and groom start their day at the bride's house where all the bride price negotiations happen. We were at the groom's house waiting for their arrival. We went to my aunt's house because it was the most convenient place to go, plus I lived with them. We rested there. My older sister Chi was tired and had asked me to escort her downstairs to the basement where my room was. My mom and brother were upstairs resting on the couches. We went downstairs to the basement where my king-sized bed was. We turned on the lights that lit up the staircase and went toward my bed. My sister plopped down on the bed and fell fast asleep. I, on the other hand, couldn't sleep so I gave up trying and left my sister with the lights on. I ran upstairs to hang out with my mom. It had only been 20 or 30 minutes later when my sister ran upstairs and bawled her eyes out. She was angry and furious with me that I had left her sleeping downstairs in the basement alone. She screamed that I didn't even help her or come for her. I looked at her confused. I remember thinking, how could this big girl, who is older than me, be such a scaredy cat? Plus, I didn't even hear her scream. My mom yelled at her and told her in Hmong that she is older now and should not be afraid to sleep alone. My sister then explained that she experienced sleep paralysis. She fell asleep on my bed when all of a sudden she couldn't move. She looked toward her feet and saw a man standing right in front of her feet. She said that he was wearing a coined vest, but his hair was messy and his face and hands were rotten. His face was so rotten that you couldn't see his eyes. Instead, they were pitch black sockets. The right side of his cheek was gone and you could see his rotten teeth and tongue. His mouth was slightly opened and worse of all, he was crawling toward her. That's when she screamed for me and tried to wiggle out. She finally broke free and ran upstairs to us. My mom gave her the typical moan saying, Oh, you just ate too much and it made you dream too much. And then she said, Next time, spit at it and tell it to go away. You'll be fine. My mom, siblings, and I left my aunt's house and we went back to the wedding. Eventually, we forgot about the incident. Encounter 3 Mine. As we all know, Minnesota schools do not start until September. I was a seventh grader as the new academic year had started. At this time, I was dating my middle school boyfriend. I was still living with my aunt and uncle after my parents divorced. My school was close by, so it was like everything worked out for me to stay with them. My uncle and aunt owned a laundromat, so I often worked with them, cleaning the washer machines and whatnot. This is how I earned any money. At this point, I was also sleeping at my aunt's on the weekdays and my mom's on the weekends or during school breaks. 
It was a Thursday around 7 p.m. The sun was just starting to set. I finished cleaning the washing machine and I told my uncle that I was going to walk home since I was done with everything and I was tired. He agreed and told me to call him if anything happens. He said that he would also check the cameras to make sure I got home safely. It takes about 15 to 20 minutes to walk to their house or 3 minutes if you are to drive. I decided to call my boyfriend at the time to stay on the phone with me while I walked home. When I got home, we hung up and I took a shower because I felt sticky and hot from the walk. I finished showering and everything, I did my homework, and I ate. I went downstairs to the basement where my room was. At around 8.55pm, I called my boyfriend. I realized that my aunt, uncle, along with the kids weren't home yet, so I told my boyfriend that I was going to go to sleep. My boyfriend told me that he was staying up to play games and would stay on the phone with me. I fell asleep at exactly 9pm on my bed. As I was asleep, I heard the garage door open and the kids running in. I also heard my aunt and uncle talking. I didn't mind, I fell back asleep. It's important to this part of the story to keep in mind that my king-sized bed was pretty big. I slept near the edge of the bed where the outlet charger was so that I could charge my phone. Therefore, there was a whole bunch of space left on the bed. Because I slept near the edge of the bed, the staircase was about 10 to 15 feet away from me. While I was sleeping, I turned over and slept on my left side. I heard someone stomping down the stairs. All of a sudden, it stopped. It was my cousin. My baby cousin often sleeps with me from time to time to keep me company and not feel scared. Tonight, he wanted to sleep with me, but I told him the other day, no. While half asleep, I heard him come downstairs. I felt him hovering over me. I mumbled, no, you're not sleeping with me, dude. Go sleep with your brother, I'm tired. You can sleep with me on Monday. I got no answer from him. He probably understood. I fell back asleep. Suddenly, I felt him getting onto my bed again. I yelled out again, no, dude, I'm serious, go away. He plopped onto my bed, now laying next to me. I could hear him making himself comfortable in my bed. At this point, I was a little annoyed. I rolled onto my back and turned my head to the left. Eyes still closed. I yelled at him again. Still, no answer. I picked up my arms and swung at him while still sleeping and closing my eyes. I expected to hit him, but my arms hit the bed. It was that moment that I felt spooked and confused. I opened my eyes squinting and then I realized that I hit nothing because my arms went right through this black figure. It was still laying next to me, but it was split in half from my hit. Even though it was just a black figure, I felt it staring straight at me. At this moment, my body became paralyzed. I couldn't move. I started panicking and crying. The black figure grabbed the side of my stomach and started to pull at it. As the figure pulled this side of my stomach, I felt it stretching. It started to hurt. I cried in terror because my stomach was being stretched and it was hurting me. I instantly remembered my mom saying to spit at it and to tell it to go away. Tell it that this is not its home. I spat at it and told it to go away. I felt it stopping. I repeated this a few times. It finally stopped fully. Exhausted, I turned to my right side and instantly fell asleep again. 
When I woke up, I ran upstairs and I called my mom crying to pick me up immediately. I explained that something terrible happened to me. My mom finally came and picked me up. I told her what happened in the car and lifted up my shirt to show what the black figure did to my stomach. My stomach area was in pain. For some reason, my body figure was dented to one side as if the figure ripped and took part of my stomach. My mom pulled my shirt down and said that we needed to go pick up my aunt at the funeral home first. We went and picked up my aunt from the funeral home. My mom needed to use the bathroom so we went inside. My aunt saw me and asked why I was crying. I told her what happened. She yanked me into the bathroom and locked me in there with her. She pinned me to the bathroom stall. I was bawling my eyes out as she said to me, Whatever it is, cat or dog, that's what to take you. You go with it. I cried and nodded my head, saying yes. This is where it gets crazy. I snapped out of it and woke up, realizing that this was just a dream. I panicked. For some reason, my eyes just couldn't open enough for me to snap out of it still. I fell back asleep. I slept on my back, but this time my knees were up. I was scared that I might find myself in another sleep paralysis episode and get sat on by the same figure. A few minutes have passed. I felt it sit on me. This time, it tried to choke me. I was so frightened, I did not know what to do but fight for my life. I tried to swing at the figure, but it would not budge. I started cursing at it and finally it let me go. I woke up, this time for real. I was finally able to move, so I sat up. I grabbed my phone and checked the time. It was exactly 12 a.m. I also checked to see if my boyfriend was still on the phone, and he was. I bawled my eyes out and wondered if he heard me screaming or moving at all. He was so confused. He told me that he heard me mumbling and moving, but he didn't think too much of it. I told him I had a bad dream and that I would tell him tomorrow at school. I ended up staying up the rest of the night, going in and out of my sleep, trying my best to make sure that I did not have any more dreams that night. My alarm rang at 5 a.m. I got dressed for school, and while getting ready, I saw a red hand mark alongside my stomach. This scared me even further, so I rushed to get out the door. When I got to school, I told my boyfriend what happened, and he told me, you know you're not supposed to answer yes or no to any question in your dreams, right? If you do, it will come back for you. He then told me to tell my mom when she comes to pick me up later that day. Of course, I told my mom on the way to her house and cried about it. I showed her the mark that was already fading through the day, and she told me to just shrug it off. I guess she got someone to do a reading on me. A few months later, she finally told me, That happened to you because Grandma said you are very sad and lonely. Something followed you home and just wanted to keep you company. Until this day, even as a young adult, I still experience sleep paralysis. They are rare and happen only once in a blue moon. There's more to my encounters, but the rest isn't as scary. I finally learned to ignore them and learned how to fight my sleep paralysis. Thank you for listening to Mix in the Dark. I am your host, Mai Ying. Mix in the Dark is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast series. If you have a story that you would like to share, please send it to mixinthedark at gmail.com. If there's a story that you really enjoyed, feel free to hit up my tip jar on Venmo. Just search Mix in the Dark on the business tab.